Hey again, everyone. Welcome back to the Shedding Light podcast. I hope that you've all had a wonderful week. Um, we enjoyed uh, two weeks ago our, our episode on uh, Sean Foyt and John MacArthur. Great way to start off the year. Great way to start off our new series, just looking at some different, relevant, and slightly controversial topics. Uh, and we are kicking off today talking about the vaccines um, and just everything that has come up recently over the last couple of years and couple of months. Um, yeah, and, and we kind of just want to focus on a couple points, uh, particular points of interest, um, just around, particularly from a Christian perspective, some of the concerns, some of the issues that some people have had, um, some of them, you know, really well-founded issues, some of them slightly out, you know, out the park issues that we, we kind of just want to, to touch on and speak about today, but Critical time for us in our country at the moment with vaccine rollouts um, and infection rates going down. Um, so, yeah, we wanted to take the opportunity to talk about this now, sooner rather than later, so that, yeah, you can all be informed just as we are, are trying to keep informed with everything because uh, it's important. It's important to stay informed about things. Yeah. Absolutely, Kieran. And I think now that the vaccines have arrived um, in our country, okay, the first batch um, needs some more testing, but I, I, we heard the, the health minister today say they've secured um, from Johnson & Johnson, which was trialed here in South Africa yeah. with the new variant at stage three towards the end of last year um, and showing promising results. And uh, that will uh, be rolled out next week or possibly as early as next week, which is great news. But it's here now. And yeah, so it's not amazing. this distant thing. Um, it is seen as the silver bullet against uh, any viral pandemic. Um, and obviously vaccines in the past um, have proved their, their worth, but of course not without controversy and not without questions. And so we wanted to just, as you said earlier, just just address that um, from a spiritual point of view, uh, just around some of the very practical issues around the vaccine. Of course, we're not scientists. We're sharing with you as pastors, but we've done our research and there's plenty of research available, plenty um, in the public domain of information that has been shared uh, that is that is valid and factual. And I think certainly for me in just preparing this, in talking to people, uh, doing the due diligence and, and reading up, I have a much clearer understanding of the process of the vaccines, some of the questions around the vaccines, which obviously we want to share with you in the next few minutes, that has really put my mind completely at ease. Yes. Uh, and, and has answered the questions that I didn't really have an answer to until I fact-checked the stuff for myself. Yes. And we hope that this will... Um, this podcast will bring that measure of freedom and, and peace to you as well, just as we just give you snippets um, of what we, um, what we have read and what we understand um, to be some of, the, some of the answers to the big questions around the vaccine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I also just want to, to reiterate a point that, you know, none of the information that we're looking at today, none of, none of the things that we, we read up about or we asked about um, or interviewed other people about none of that information is kind of exclusive knowledge. Yeah. Um, you know, this is stuff that's readily available. Um, all you have to do is do a little bit of digging. Um, and so, so this, this episode kind of comes with a bit of an encouragement to, to do that checking, you know, there, there's, you know, in the world we're living in today, there can be such a, a, an awful part of things where we hear a statement said by one person and we can take that as truth because they said it instead of Great. doing the checking up ourselves. So my hope is that with talking about this uh, and some of the other weeks to come that, you know, you'll be encouraged to do the checking up yourself 
to know that you don't just have to take what someone else says as being truth, but that you can do the checking up yourself to always test things yourself. Correct. Yeah. Cool. So to dive straight into this, Trev, um, first thing that we kind of want to look at is uh, probably probably one of the the, the oldest arguments um, about vaccines um, and, you know, there's a there's a, a worldwide term, the the anti-vaxxer yes. movement, um, who who have very much um, solidified their movement on this argument, which is that vaccines cause autism. Correct. So that that's uh, again, you know, you've heard this, um, uh, but nobody really, unless you're particularly interested, you don't really do the due diligence and going, well, where does this come from? Yes, and how valid is it? Well, basically, uh, in 1998, there was a doctor, I think in the UK, that um, published um, in a journal, a medical journal, um, his findings or his hypothesis that, um, that certain vaccines cause autism in children and other diseases. But autism was the one that, that seemed to, to stand out. Uh, now, what that was obviously peer-reviewed, and it um, and it came under a lot of scrutiny. And the the short of it is that that ultimately a lot of the claims were actually seen to be um, manipulated and false. The doctor in question who wrote the paper, in fact, had his license revoked, uh, and the paper was withdrawn by the journal. So you actually can't go and find it anymore. Now, at one level, it almost plays into the hands of the conspiracy theorists to go, "Yeah, you see, there's this big cover-up," but actually. Science has its own mechanisms uh, and and checks and balances. That that's not the only um, uh, paper that's pulled from a journal because you know as it's reviewed and, and so on. If it's seen not to be helpful, then it's pulled. It's not. It's a very common thing in, in scientific journals. It's it's the way progress is made, where things are tested and retested and and new hypotheses come and they are you know examined and and if it's if it's seen to be bogus and particularly false. Uh, then, then it's pulled, um, and so on. So, unfortunately, that didn't uh, sort of end the matter. The the myth, if you like, um, that has persisted, where, where people have latched onto something that certain vaccines cause autism, yeah. and, and and that has run. That, as you said, not exclusively, but has contributed to fueling the sort of anti anti vaxxer campaign. So, I think that needs to be borne in mind. What is also important to remember is that vaccines, like all medication, carry side effects. Science does not yes. deny that. Yeah. In fact, if you take uh, any um, common medicine, your Panada bottle, yeah. go and have a, un unravel the packaging. Nobody reads that, but you'll go and see <laughs> side effects. And the side effects are long. Why? Because by law, they have to list any possible side effect with that particular drug. Yeah. That is not to say you're going to get that side effect. It's just... It covers them, and it's the transparency that is inherent in all scientific research, especially that which is going to be introduced to the public for their consumption. So, so we're not talking about conspiracy theory. We're just about sharing the facts and where assumptions are made that are proved to be false in the case of this connection between autism and children. Um, then, uh, then that is that is made available and. And so on. So there are side effects. I think we need to understand that that a, that a vaccine is not 100% safe. Like yes, no medication exactly. is 100% safe. Like you'll never, ever have a side effect or a reaction. Some people in the clinical trials in this vaccine, as we know, had allergic reactions. That's common. Yeah. It happens. 
um, that doesn't mean it's a bad uh, um, vaccine. It just means that they're perhaps in the making of that vaccine, uh, for example, like eggs, if you have an egg allergy, um, th and this was told to me, by the way, and some, some of the, um, the, the cells are cultivated using all sorts of things, um, in one case, an egg, um, and, and if you have an egg allergy, it may cause a reaction in you yeah. taking that particular medicine or vaccine. So, so it, it sometimes is as simple as that. It doesn't mean, though, that vaccines are from the devil, that they, that they carry all these, these massive side effects that would have had, um, you know, extraordinary impact on the population. Yes. Yeah. And you know, a, a, another good example of that would be, you know, if we take the flu vaccine, for mm. instance, you know, last week, for instance, uh, well, not last week, sorry, two weeks ago with, um, with our, our first episode, yeah. um, we touched on a comment that John MacArthur made yeah. about the flu vaccine saying um, how, you know, he's taken, he's had the flu vaccine twice and he's caught flu both times. Um, you know, I know a lot of people who've taken the flu vaccine and still get flu. Yeah. The flu, the flu vaccine is not, it's, it's not now all of a sudden this terrible thing that is pointless and, and worthless, but it, it, it cuts the severity. Correct. Correct. So, and that's an important yeah. point, that the vaccine doesn't prevent you from getting it. It, it means that your body recognizes the, um, the, the virus, actually more specifically the protein um, that, um, that coats the virus yes. and then is able to elicit a, an immune response. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, vaccines have never ever promised to make you an immortal being. Correct, <laughs> correct. And yeah. so, and so, you you might, in fact, the the physical symptoms that you have, like the elevated temperature, the aches and pains, it's actually not primarily the virus. It's your body's immune response to something it it's not understanding and reading. Yes. So that's very important to understand. But the key thing is that we want to prevent death and severe disease. So like the flu shot, you feel achy and pain for a, a day or two, then you get, you're fine. As yeah. opposed to the full-blown flu where you're down and out, you know, for a week. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the, the second thing that, and now particularly with the, the COVID-related vaccines that have been coming um, steadily along their way, um, a big cause of concern for a lot of people have been the speed yes. of these um, either the trials or the creation of these of these vaccines. A lot of people saying that not enough time has been given to it, uh, whether whether not enough time has been given to the trials yes. or not not enough time has been given to the creation of these vaccines. Right. Um, you know, there there were there were certain cases where I think it was was it Russia or the UK. In Russia, yeah, where yeah, they released Russia, it, yeah, yeah stage released two it after stage two instead of waiting for, for stage three findings. Correct. Um, so, yeah, a lot of concerns along these points, but there's reasons for these, for these things. Absolutely. So, we, when you look at it, and, and initially when it was, when it was coming out, and, and epidemiologists were very uh, skeptical, partly because vaccines do traditionally and historically take a long time to develop, but technology is also advanced incredibly. So, for example, in, in the technologies that are used now, and there are four main technologies used, and, and that's beyond my pay grade, but there are <laughs> four main technologies used. So the, all the, the point is the vaccines are slightly different in their functionality and how they operate. The net result is to prevent severe disease, etc., and death, but, but they get there in slightly different ways. All those technologies have been around for a long time and evolving. So so, for example, in the mRNA technology, that, that has been around a long, long time. What they've done, though, now, with that basic technology, they have simply tweaked it to 
be appropriate for the COVID-19 um, uh, virus. And it was explained to me this way, that it's, it's like a cake. We've got the cake recipe. You can buy a chocolate cake and a vanilla cake. We've done a variety of different cakes with the same basic recipe. Now we want a new flavor or there's a new need and we want to try this. We want to try a bubblegum flavor. We want to go off the wall. Yes. We don't start from scratch. We start from the existing recipe that we have that we now then tweak towards the particular flavor that we want. And so in layman's terms, to help us understand, the technology to get us to the point that where we were at the beginning of the year was there. It just needed to be tweaked in terms of response to the COVID-19 virus. So what that essentially means is we had the template. It just meant it had to be adjusted. So for example, one of the advances in technologies is that we are um, able to identify the genetic sequence of a virus um, uh, so much quicker now. So don't quote me on the exact timeline of this, but right sure. early on, like literally in the first month, January, February last year, I remember it being newsworthy around the world. The Chinese said that they had broken the genetic code of COVID-19. They had it, which yeah. is not a surprise. It, it can be done with modern technology. The next step is then they made that genetic code available to the world, which meant that uh, vaccine manufacturers and so on could take the templates and now with the genetic code, they could then adjust their vaccine, the research, to, to you know, identify and, um, and work against this now, you know, this new virus. Yes. Now that they had its genetic code, they could address it. So um, I'm not sure about the others, but I, I, I read that Moderna, the Moderna vaccine, yeah. they, they had their vaccine essentially ready in March. It took them four weeks to take that genetic code, to put it in their templates and come up with a vaccine. No, yeah. they did not make that vaccine available because no, nobody would have taken it because it has to then go through three stages. I think there might even be four in some, but at least three stages, firstly testing on animals, then testing on, on humans in a very controlled environment, and then a much wider stage three um, yes. sampling um, of, um, of, of human, human trials. And it has to go through so all those trials take at least a few months. So that's what we saw through the course of last year. Um, stage one trials and the, the front runners got in early on um, and they started, I think, as early in May, June, uh, then stage two. Uh, and then towards the end of last year, the front runners, Pfizer, Moderna, um, AstraZeneca, et cetera, started coming out with their results in November, December. Uh, we saw last week the results of the Novavax and uh, Johnson Johnson that were slightly uh, a bit behind. And all of those are stage three trials. Um, so, so there is a process and yes, it has been fast, yeah. but when you understand the facts behind it, just, just as I've given you the kind of layman version, yeah. um, you know, you, you can understand that there were no shortcuts. No, they've this actually, is, they've actually been very thorough about this. Very thorough. Um, and under huge scrutiny. So no vaccine in history has ever been so scrutinized. Yeah. A couple of years ago, I went to, I went to Uganda and when I was getting my um, visa passport, uh, they said, you know, to visit Uganda, you need a yellow fever vaccine. What did I do? I, I went off to the pharmacy, got a yellow fever vaccine. I don't know where it comes from. I don't know how long it took to develop. I just went and got the jab in my arm. Yeah. Got the yellow fever certificate, off I went. Yeah. But, but this vaccine, because of the scrutiny, because of the global pandemic that we are in, um, it has come under so much more scrutiny. So, so actually, 
probably even safer because of the scrutiny yes. um, that, that, has, um, that has taken place. So it's not to say, it has happened in record time because of the urgency, yeah. but it, it was developed on the shoulders of decades of technological advancement and research. Yes, absolutely. There, there was a, there was a, a, a study that, that I was reading um, because obviously the thing we have to remember, COVID-19 is not this standalone new virus that uh, that existed it is uh, it is a part of a family of coronaviruses correct and that have been in circulation for a long long time yes and coronavirus vaccines have been in development since the early 2000s yeah so the template has existed correct for 20 years yeah. or so i mean it, it really points to the incredible advances in modern medical technology so yes, I mean, without going into all the science, which is way beyond us, but uh, you know, it's, it's it's readily available. The accurate science of yeah. um, of scientists that are especially able to articulate the process and that kind of thing, and you'll see then that it has been fast, but no shortcuts have been taken. Yeah, um, and they waited. That was the controversy around the Russian one after stage two trials. So it's not to say it was invalid. In fact, more recently they have completed their stage three trials. It has been peer reviewed. Yeah, and the Russian vaccine Sputnik five, I think, whatever, has been proven to be very effective. Um, and and so it's just that it's unusual to be released after stage two yeah. um, because they do prefer then obviously a wider sampling testing yeah. of stage three. So, yeah. Sure. Now, alongside the speed of the vaccines, another massive concern for a lot of people is the content of said vaccines. Correct. Um, which, you know, again... I think if we look 15, 20 years ago, um, before, you know, particularly now with um, conspiracy theories and it's kind of the age of the conspiracy theories, mm. um, you know, there wouldn't be so so much stuff about this. However, because of just things running rampant on social media yeah. and a lot of outlandish claims being made, um, a massive concern was the content of these vaccines, what is being used in the production of right. these vaccines, of these vaccines, and big, massive red flag for a lot of Christians in particular is the claims of using aborted fetuses um, in the production of these vaccines. Right. Yeah, and obviously that is the I think the biggest concern for Christians, all all those who are pro life, yes, um, and concerned about the the origins of the um, of the vaccine. So th there are a couple of things here that are easily explainable to in a way that everybody can understand without having to go into all the science that that is behind yeah. that. Um, and so basically, uh, vaccine development, and it's not exclusively related to vaccine development. This is in terms of a lot of medical developments, uh, as well as a lot of cancer treatments and so on use what is known as cell lines. And basically, cell lines can come from anywhere in terms of origin. They, there are some cell lines that are developed from insects. There are cell lines that are developed from animals, obviously, uh, as I mentioned earlier, from eggs, yes. uh, any living organism. And yeah. obviously, some are developed from, um, from humans. And the, the better, because they just apparently grow better, um, are used from fetuses. And those fetuses often come from um, aborted babies. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, all of those are, are clinically tr uh, traced. So you as the public wouldn't know that unless you actually asked. 
Again, because of the scrutiny, as you just alluded to, with regards to the COVID-19 vaccine, all of this has come out. Yeah. That yellow fever injection, I have no idea. Nobody no. was scrutinizing that. No. But anyway, so so it's important for us to to understand then this development. So for example, one of those cell lines can be traced back to a, a fetus that was an elective abortion in 1972. Can you believe it? Sure. So, so we look at, if we just look at it plainly, uh, in a country where it was legalized, um, there was an elective abortion in 1972. That, that fetus then would have been just discarded. But it was either made available to science or science found out, however, and said, we can use this. And the stem cells and that, that, that are grown from that, we can use this for science. Okay. Uh, and again, regardless of the morals around that or whatever, we understand that it is what it is and, and so on. But from that point of something that was being discarded and a heinous act, as we, would, um, as we would understand for those who believe in the sanctity of life, science was able to take that and use that um, and develop then what is called a cell line. And those cells then grow in a lab and they perpetuate. Now, one scientist called them immortal because they just perpetuate until... Yeah. We decide to, you know, until the, the lab decides to terminate them. And then the, the virus is tested against these cell lines because otherwise they would have no idea how it's going, how it will affect humans yes. and affect human cell cells. And so and so that then is the the cell line technology that is that is used. Um, and it's used on a number of medicines, which makes it difficult because we just don't know. COVID-19 has highlighted something that most of us went, what? Um, you know, we didn't know this, but actually, if you go back, uh, they're probably, you know, and this is not new for many vaccines, by yeah. the way, um, that use all kind of um, uh, cell lines. It's, it's um, um, the predominant you know, development in terms of cancer treatments um, and so and many other medicines. So, so it's very difficult to be a purist and go, well, I don't want to touch the vaccine because I'm pro-life. It, it's not as cut and dried as that because yeah. of all the other medicine that you may potentially take. Yes. Um, so it, it, it gets quite... And, and potentially have already been taken. Well, correct. And so it really just does become, become challenging. So, so here, here is the good news in all of this, given the sort of dark origins, um, if you like, of, of the particular cell lines that are used from uh, stem cells from, from aborted fetuses. It's important to notice that, no, that um, that happened in 1972 and the cell line is what's important. What is categorical is that Fetuses, uh, babies are not being aborted to fuel yes. the development of the COVID-19 vaccine or Absolutely. any other vaccine for that matter. Absolutely. It's very important to understand that yeah. because that is a conspiracy theory going around. Yeah. You know, um, it, it comes from a historical thing and the source is tracked. But from that point, then those cells then develop um, and, and so on. And they are still used today and they yeah. will carry on as, as long as they have a functionality. Um, it's really important to know that. The other thing that's really important to know is that not all vaccine technologies use cell lines. There are others. So, for example, if you, if you really want to, to, to dig deeper, the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccine, which rely on the mRNA technology, do not use stem, uh, um, cell lines at all. Yeah. So, if you, for example, out of conviction, do not want to have anything to do with that, then, then the option available to you is to wait probably until stage three rollout when presumably you may have the choice of, you know, I don't know, clicks might be offering the Pfizer vaccine, uh, you know, Dischem might be offering the Moderna. I, I just don't know, but, yes. but yeah. later down the line, you may have the, 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 the choice. Yeah. Um, 
and, and I think that's also important to know. One way of looking at it could be that um, that what what was a uh, an act that that really went against the sanctity of life way back in 1972 or whatever other time when the actual act of the abort, abortion took place. Yeah. Um, and the parents ultimately would have been culpable and so on. The fact that that, that was made available uh, in a similar way to which organs would be, you know, that medical science would use yes. organs. Yep. Medical science was able to take that despite the, 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 the dark origins they were able to take that and use that for the progression of scientific development that ultimately led to a vaccine or number of vaccines that will be contributing to the end of the worst pandemic in a hundred years. And, yeah. so, and, and I know it, it's, it's a, a, a stretch way of looking at it, but, but in some ways that child's life way back in 1972 was actually not in vain. Yeah. That something good came out of something really evil that contributed to a better and safer world. I'm not saying it was right. I mean, let's just be yeah. clear. Um, but, but in the greater scheme of things, in a God that is much bigger yeah, um, than anything and, and can take even that which was meant for harm and turn things around. Um, uh, I'm not saying God orchestrated that. Um, we, uh, that's pure speculation on our part, but it is one way of looking that that life that was just discarded actually actually ended up serving a purpose for which, you know, for which great, great good has ultimately come. So I get it's a controversial issue. Uh, it, it's, and it's great to be able to live in a world where we can be honest about these things and transparent. Yes. And even in that, we have a choice. We have a choice to go, I, I'm not comfortable. I will wait for a vaccine that, um, that you know, had nothing to do with it and, and, and so on. I do understand that there are a lot of pro-life doctors in that that are saying that just because you, you want to take a vaccine, that ultimately the cell line was developed from an elective abortion does not make you culpable. The parents are culpable. It's yes. their choice. Uh, and, and I must be honest, I, I, I probably uh, understand that argument and I'm comfortable with that. But that is also a matter of personal conviction for people. Uh, and, so, and so the great thing is, yeah, Christians will look at this slightly differently. Yes. Uh, and they have options. Yes. Uh, which, which, which is great news. So it's not like... Um, that this, the, the vaccine in itself is evil. Um, babies no. have been aborted to manufacture this vaccine. By the way, you are not ejected with any um, um, aborted particles or anything like that. Yeah. That is, that is no, stripped no. out of the process. Um, uh, in fact, it's the cells. It's not even part of it. So yes. that, that's in the complicated science of it all. But scientists have given the assurance to the world that, that there's nothing dubious or, or weird about it. It's a, it's a purely um, medical process that has been yeah. – that is – Typical of all vaccines that are developed today. So, so it's not like this COVID vaccine is now relying on this dubious technology uh, and, and so on. So it's important to understand. I realize this is a big question for pro-lifers and, and, and for Christians in particular. But it's important to know the facts because now that I have the facts and I oh, not all vaccines uh, draw from this. And, and, you know, it's not like, um, you know, that it's drawn on aborted fetuses you know, last week to, to fund and fuel this, um, this, this vaccine today. Um, it's actually a cell line that has an origin, yes, but the cell line has developed. Yes. Um, yeah, and that's important, I think, just for perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it, also, it also helps us to not make outlandish judgments on Christians who decide to take the vaccine Correct. where the origins are 
Correct. An aborted fetus in 1972. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we can't just make an outlandish judgment on Christians who decide to take it yeah. or decide not to take it and wait. Exactly. Because they have the perfect right to do that. Correct. So, yeah. Now, the final thing that we want to look at today, and this is probably a bit further down the line on the conspiracy theorist train, um, but it's the whole microchip tracking Bill Gates saga. Mark of the Beast. Mark of the Beast stuff. Which, look, I think in many ways... Social media has been a riot of jokes and and poking fun at at issues like that. You know, we want to say categorically here now. You know, we're not we're not talking about this in a joke way at mm. all. I'm fully aware that, particularly with Christians and the issue of the mark of the beast mm-hmm. and what this means for us. Um, in end times, etc. I know that that is a real fear for a lot of people. Yeah. And so we do want to deal with this sensitively. We do want to deal with this realistically. Yeah. Um, yes. But um, yeah, it is, it is an issue that we need to touch on. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think there are Christians that just dismiss it like, ah, oh, it's just stupid, man. You know? but, but probably also haven't done their due diligence as to an intelligent answer yeah. um, while they dismiss it. And then obviously there, there are a number that, that are genuinely concerned because of something they might have seen on social media yes. that looks factual to them. Yes. Um, and, and so on. So there are a number of... Or, or to be honest with you, not just maybe what they've seen on social media, but just their, their genuine convictions or, or their interpretation of revelation or, Correct. or any sort of, of scriptural text that references the mark of the beast in times, right. antichrist, etc. Absolutely. So there are some perspectives to bear in mind here. Firstly... I think 2020 will go down as the year of the conspiracy theory. Yes. Uh, there were just so many. Uh, there just really were. And, um, and, and, and so part of it has been this thing of Bill Gates. And there was a fabricated video of him and Jack Ma from chairman of Alibaba sort of sitting with these barcodes and, and all the rest. Yeah. And, and it was made out to be, um, you know, kind of genuine. And, but it was fabricated. And there have been other things like that. Of course, People have taken photographs of the barcode on the vaccine. Oh, you see, there it is. They're tracking us. Of course they are. Of course yeah. they are. They're tracking the vaccines. Yes. Um, that's how we do things. Barcodes are not yeah. new. But when the they same, came in out. In the same way they track other vaccines. Well, correct. And all other medicine. Yes. Um, in the same way when barcodes came out, I think back in the 60s or so on, they were the mark of the beast then. You see, a scan. <laughs> just, that information. Yeah. What's yeah. on that scan? True. Uh, you know, so so when barcodes were new, yes, and we've seen this throughout the development of the 20th century, to that generation, when there was something new, there's some new technology, um, you know, when the credit card came out, well, that was the end of the monetary system, yes. um, etc. Well, we all have credit cards today, and we still have money, and the world is still carrying on. So every generation has seen calamities that have occurred in that generation as possible signs of the end of the age. That is nothing new. That is nothing new. And so, uh, and so it does need to be seen in context. That for our generation, the global pandemic of, of 2020, all the theories and conspiracy theories and ideas that came out of that, fuels this kind of, could this be? You know, and what about this? And because of what we've just spoken about, the vaccine in record time and everything else, you can connect the dots and go, ooh. You know, mm. is this, could this be? It sure. is. And, and, and our minds can then run ahead of us into, yeah. into dark and, and scary places. 
But I think it's important to understand that there have been a lot of conspiracy theories going around. There's been a lot of fake news, a lot of false hysteria created by these fabricated kind of um, videos and that that have made their way onto social media that a whole lot of people have seen and and literally run with and shared as fact, um, which which have been turned out to be shown to be quite false. Um, I mean, Bill Gates himself has been a philanthropist his whole life. Why all of a sudden now is he taking on the persona of a Dr. Evil, um, a nemesis that wants to now control the world? And as you said, you know, the apps on your phone track you. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, if I need to be perfectly honest, if being tracked by a vaccine is now news to you and concerning to you, then, you know, you are in for a wild roller coaster ride of discovery when you start looking at Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, everything. Um, you know, I mean, we, we referenced it before we started uh, recording this, Trev, that um, I, I remember having a conversation with a friend. Mm. Um, we were just talking. Now, I need to stress this. We were simply talking about uh, a, a, like a camera tripod. Mm. I've never Googled this before. I've never checked this before. I've never looked this up uh, to see how much they cost or anything. We were simply having a conversation about it. I opened up Facebook not a couple seconds later, and all of a sudden there was an ad for that very tripod there. Now, that was a very freaky thing. No, I'm, freaky. I'm, to be yeah, honest yeah. with you, to be honest with you, <laughs> I'm not thinking about it too deeply because I don't want to. Okay. Exactly. But 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 yeah, th- this is not new. The whole tracking thing. Um, I mean, it was it was a, a very open. Um, thing that happened quite recently a couple months ago uh, where Mark Zuckerberg uh, made a, a formal complaint mm. about Apple and Apple's um, security systems Correct. that Apple's security systems were hindering Facebook's ability to track users' data. Yeah. It was an open thing. Correct. No one they is, do. Yes. He's not denying that Correct. they track people. So. Yeah. The, the whole tracking thing, it's not new, yeah. but it's also not being used nefariously for your, you know, to try and it's track so, your to every sell move. You stuff. And, and it's trying to sell you stuff all for, in terms of the vaccine. It's trying to monitor you so that they know when you need to have the second, well, in part, second yes. dose or something. Part, or, or, and you know, track batches of the vaccine yes. um, because so, it, it can't fall into the hands of, you know, yeah. anybody. It's, it's serious stuff. So, yeah. so there's that element. And I think... Um, uh, the, the other dynamic is our sort of uh, biblical view when it comes to uh, end times. And of course, we, we know, and this is the subject for another podcast or sermon series, but, um, you know, the, the very view of end times is, is debated among Christians. Uh, and so there is the view of, um, of this kind of um, antichrist figure that will rise to world domination uh, towards the end of the age. Uh, who will gather all the nations of the world, and that's where the whole thing of the beast and the 666, etc., um, uh, comes in. And there, there are a number of Christians um, who who believe that. And, and this kind of thing fits that grid, uh, if you like, um, that the, this marking of mankind and, yeah. and moving towards that. And, and um, you know, you can look for other clues in, in our world today um, that... that kind of almost uh, give support to this this view. But the reality is we, we really just don't know. Um, and uh, that is one view that is held. And, and there are equally uh, differing views of, of equal validity um, that look at the same scriptures that see the mark as not something that's physical necessarily, but one that is spiritual. In other words, the devil knows who are his own. 
And God knows who is on. In fact, the Bible talks about being sealed with the spirits. I can't find your seal any more than you can find my seal because it's a spiritual seal that, um, that we are marked for, for him um, in the very context of what John was talking about when he was persecuted on the Isle of Patmos, when he wrote Revelation, when he received the Revelation, um, was largely based on your confession. Your confession was either Caesar is Lord, for which you were then probably executed or imprisoned, yes. or your confession was Jesus is Lord. You know, and, and that essentially was the way that we would understand the spiritual mark. You know, it was your confession, and that was the real issue in the context of which Revelation was, was written. And down through the ages, the thing that has marked us is not something externally that we carry or a microchip or anything like that. It's the confession of our faith that Jesus Christ is Lord. And we do not bow the knee to, to anything yeah. else. So, so I think, I think uh, it's, it's, uh, it's fair to say that a lot of this um, Bill Gates and, uh, you know, the microchipping uh, and, um, and the mark of the beast and, and so on, is, it's going to be very, very hard to substantiate. It, it's not something I lose any sleep over, to be honest. Um, and uh, it's, it's not something that concerns me. Uh, I think, unfortunately, there is a uh, there is a idea or an understanding of the end times that things are going to become more and more dubious, scarier and scarier. You're not going to know who you can trust anymore. And of course, you know, conspiracy theories and the lack of truth and that just fuel this. Um, but it's it's so fear based. Um, for me, I I see I, I understand the world will become more evil, but I also see Jesus coming for a pure, spotless bride. Um, and I think the church is going to rise from strength to strength as God purifies his people. Yeah. Uh, sure, he can use persecution to do that and challenging times, you know, even through this COVID time. You know, I think we've, you know, when we haven't been able to meet together as Christians and enjoy the things coming together in worship, we've had to dig deep in our faith. I think part of that is a purifying process. Mm. Um, and hopefully we'll come out a lot stronger on the other side when we do return back to the normality that we long for and miss. And so let's not get caught up in the fear. I yeah. think that's a strong Absolutely. thing to say here, that, that you can get caught up in the fear mongering that's going to cause you to leave sleep at night. God's not the author of fear. In fact, he stands against fear. Yes. Um, and live in the peace that God's got this, that God has got your life uh, and, and he will see your life through. Um, and, and so, yes, we live in this this challenging time of the pandemic and and vaccines that now become available with all the, the, the aspects around that that we've covered today. But I'm not living in fear. Um, and so for me, just to put it out there, uh, I don't have a problem with the vaccine. Uh, through preparation for this podcast, I've been able to look at sources that were shared yeah. with me, passed on to me, that are balanced, that are scientific, that are, that are valid, you know, in the, in the scientific and public domain that help me understand this process and go, I'll take the vaccine. I'm not desperate to get it, uh, I, you know, but uh, when it becomes available, uh, I see no reason to hinder me morally, spiritually, scientifically, medically, you know, that, that would hinder me from, from taking it. That's just my view, but I'm not going to put that on other people. Yeah. Um, the, the reality is, no matter what your personal view of the vaccine, the fact is that the majority of the world will be vaccinated um, over the course of the next year or two. And that, in the end, will bring, yeah. you know, the, the pandemic under control. That is a good thing, ultimately. Absolutely. Um, and it restores livelihoods, people to health, and we can, we can move on with our lives. So it is a challenging topic, no, no mistake about it. But when you look at the cold hard facts and you see it as it is, then we are able to 
come to a place of peace about an informed decision that yeah. we can all make. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Trev. And look, you know, for those of us who are uh, afraid of needles, uh, ah, like myself. Well, that's a whole different yeah, story. That's a whole different story. Unfortunately, there's nothing we can do for us. There's no yeah. tablet. Yeah, there's no tablet for this. Unfortunately, I'm just going to have to suck it up and just accept uh, that I'll need a little jab in the arm. Um, yeah, there's nothing. I, yeah, there's no way to get around that. Nah, you know? <laughs> take so, the jab. Yeah. Um, just to end on, on, uh, on just a, a funny little thing quickly. Um, something that all of this is just making me think about. So towards the end of last year, um, along the lines of these conspiracy theories, uh, particularly the whole issue of 5G and 5G being in the vaccine and tracking and microchipping and stuff like that. Uh, so towards the end of last year, um, there was a uh, something that went viral. Uh, and um, it was a, I think they, they explained it was like a blueprint, a blueprint for the 5G um, chip being inserted into vaccines. And this, and this was going, it, it was started in Italy and kind of, went around there and a whole bunch of people took hold of this thing, said, look here, proof, they're putting chips in the vaccine and everything. Uh, and it only went viral for a little while until enough astute people looked closely enough at the drawing and realized that it was the schematic for a guitar pedal. Um, and it was very clear. There were words like volume and <laughs> bass and treble on the schematic. Now, I don't know what volume does in a vaccine, I don't know. Does it make it more powerful? I know what bass does. No, I think that's a clue right there. If you're bulking, do you take a vaccine with bass? Does it just add a bit of something? Oh, this is a true story. Know. I mean, yes. you're making yes. this yes. up. No, no, this I'm is not a true making story. This is true. It was a it was a Boss MT2 Metal Zone pedal schematic, and people thought it was this the proof that they were putting 5G in a vaccine. But on the schematic itself, it had words like volume. Yeah. Some people have a great sense of humor. Yes. They take the opportunity. Yes. See, how many dumb schmucks can we get? Yes. And turns out way more than, than, <laughs> you than, than you'd think. So on a very lighthearted note, anyone listening now, it doesn't take a lot of effort to check facts. It doesn't take a lot of effort to read up a bit. So my encouragement to you as we, as we end this, before you hit that share button on Facebook, before you... you you know, decide to copy paste something and send it to someone else as being fact, just check it out. And if the web domain says blog or Wikipedia, that's not good enough. Go yeah, check yeah. Some, go yeah. And, and just to find, say, find an academic article about it. Correct. And just to say, what we've tried to do is a concise, uh, put in a concise way yes. and easy to understand. Please fact check what I've shared as well. It's my understanding. I'm a layperson. I'm not a scientist. I've yeah. just tried to understand the complex science in a way that is well was easy for me to understand. I'm not saying I was accurate on you know uh, you know to to the nth degree. So please check it. If there's anything yeah. that you want to know, um, it's it's all there. I got um, I got that information from um, from reputable sources. But you know it's it's, it's channeled through my layman mind yeah. and and so on. So just just to bear that in mind. But thank you so much for listening uh, and. Um, Absolutely. Until next time, Until next God time. bless. Enjoy the rest of your day, your week, and we'll chat to you soon. Cheers.